The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, here we go again. Tom, are you ready? Yep. Good. Travis, Travis, you ready? I got to get my beer ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. Thank God. Here we go. We We're three guys who like to talk pinball, so we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Scott who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. Wonderful, wonderful. Tom, you look great, man. You look, Thanks. You look better now. You look glowing. I know last I time we recorded. I a haircut. Oh yeah! If only the view- oh, if only the listeners could see what I get to see, you know. And I know last time we recorded, we had you had just come off of Expo, and I know you're pretty drained from streaming that. Before that, you had Super Series, so I just feel like maybe you finally had some time to be a little more rejuvenated and and just alive, and you, and you look great. Thanks. I'm I'm a little more alert. Yeah, Travis just he just seems kind of not. I, I'm surprised he hasn't interrupted us yet. I mean, Travis, what's going on, man? I wasn't listening. I was getting my beer ready. Oh, okay. So of just, course. Yeah, focusing on on the beer consumption. Yeah, I mean, do you want to you want to like participate sometime today? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I was in the middle of drinking my beer. I was letting you talk. Okay. Well, you just focus on that then, and we'll just try to do what we do best. You know, Tom. So I I don't know what. Do right. you, we, there's not a ton of news. There's not a ton of stuff to get into. But um, I mean, let's start. Well, okay. So. One thing I, I want to discuss actually is um, I actually had a chance to play a few games that I haven't played recently. There's a there's a bar, there's Rec Bar. It's a it's an arcade bar. And I'm, Travis, are you are you fine if we talk about this? Okay, yeah. Let's let's just settle. Let me get another beer, Joel. Go ahead. An- another beer. Okay, we're we're two minutes into this podcast and you're already on your second beer. All right, we're letting the cat out of the bag. Travis isn't here. Travis isn't here today. But all the listeners for the last two minutes, I think, probably believed it. I think I think it's very clear, Tom. You let us know. You do you agree with me that Travis is? I mean, he really he needs a little liquid courage to get through he, these podcasts he, recently. He actually just passed out. So oh, okay. We, we need to do the podcast without him. Well, the weird thing is, I we've tried to record Triple Drain before with just two people, and and there was one time, Tom, that you had to sit out, and it just didn't feel right. And so Triple Drain needs three people. So. When we learned that Travis couldn't record tonight, the reason Travis couldn't record tonight is because one of his 18 kids is having a birthday, and then and then he has Free Play Florida coming up and Thanksgiving next week, and we didn't want to put this off for like three, four weeks. We're like, let's just go ahead and record a podcast. So Tom and I put our heads together, and we're like, if we have a chance to, I don't know if the word replace is the right word, but I think upgrade. <laughs> if we have a chance to upgrade it's Travis. Definitely an upgrade. Definitely an upgrade. So what does Travis bring to the table? It's not much, but what he does bring to the table, he's, I mean, he's a solid content creator and he's a solid tournament player. So the goal was let's find a better content creator and a better tournament player. And I don't know about you, but Carl D'Angelo was the first guy I thought of. So Carl, <laughs> Carl, thank you very much for being on here tonight. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Joel. Thanks, yep. Tom. Thanks, thanks for the intro. That was great. Yep. <laughs> we, um, I will tell you, your name has come up multiple times in the last few episodes because um, you keep winning everything So, or doing very well. You've placed very well. Your tournament play in the last few weeks has been outstanding. So well done. Thank you. Yeah, I had a good October. I At Super Series, I didn't win any of the tournaments specifically, but yeah, getting the overall was fantastic. O- overall yeah. was great. Yeah. And and over the course of October, Tom, how many times have you retired from pinball? 
like 10. 10. Okay. So maybe, maybe Carl, you're, <laughs> you're sucking some of the mojo from, you know, I know Travis, I don't know how pleased Travis, he said he was, he played well enough that Monica, I think was proud of him. I think, I don't know. So, but well done, Carl. I will, I will say as somebody, I mean, I'm not there with you. I'm not there watching you um, in person play these tournaments, but, but I will say I was checking in on, you know, I, I like checking out on people that I know. And obviously I know you, Carl. So like seeing you over the course of super series, it's like, dang, Carl is, he's got this consistency thing figured out. Um, so got to yeah, try man. and take the kids down. I, so, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, yeah. Last episode, we brought that up that Travis is basically saying that, that, um, I don't, how do you, how do you compete? Like, what is your, I don't know when you go into, um, Travis was basically saying something along the lines of like flipper skills are somewhat even at this point like like i don't know a lot of these top high-end players they all have the same physical abilities or similar physical abilities but it really comes down to like rule knowledge and knowledge of the game i mean what do you feel do you agree with that statement or, or what are your thoughts on the the current younger group of tournament players doing so well some of that some of that um but at the same time a lot of it does have the does come down to flipper skills and recovery skills especially i think recovery yeah. skills are almost more important than rule knowledge rule knowledge will get you the points faster mm -hmm. but if you don't have the flipper skills or the recovery skills you could you know you could know the rules you know where to get the points but you don't last as long as someone that can that does have those skills yeah that makes sense Absolutely. so you're okay so it may not be so important that you hit the shot the first time you take it it's more important that you can recover if you miss the shot that, I, I think yeah yeah i think this, it's a lot of that this is a weird analogy but i i, I remember um a coworker of mine's really good at bowling and he said the key to bowling is not getting the strike it's always picking up the spare so if you don't if you don't hit it perfect on the first shot being able to collect yourself and then hit it the second time or recover you know and and then pick up the spare so interesting i don't i mean tom being that you're you know you've come out of retirement again for pinball um what do you have any anything? i've learned not to watch you joel that that okay. is that is the key um carl right. i'm assuming you've you've seen the abe flip video uh, i saw the abe flip video yeah of course yeah. yeah so i i don't really know what to say other than thank you abraham for doing that he um he sent that to me privately and he just said hey I, i've been watching your streams he's over i think in like germany and so he watches them after the fact and he's like, Hey, I saw you were draining in a very consistent manner last stream. And I just wanted to show you this. And here's some suggestions on things you could do differently. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny video. I sent it to Tom and Travis, uh, Travis ate it up. And, and so, and I was like, all right, Tom, Tom, Tom does all of our social media. And I was like, go ahead and post it. You know, people will get a kick out of that. Uh, then our good friend, Steve Bowden, put you know repost it on fun with bonus which i think every yep. pinball enthusiast is is a fan of and then abe made it public on his thing and i think last time i checked like 600 something people have watched it and i don't know are enjoying the misery of me draining over and over again but but it's not the misery though it's it's a it's a learning experience right it was uh, it absolutely was and i will and tell the you every question time I've, is have you learned anything from it I have. I, what I did learn is the very first game I played of Deadpool again, I drained in the exact same way. And it's like, wow, that is clearly a habit. Like it is clearly a habit that if I'm not thinking, if I'm not, if I'm not aware that, oh, I just hit the Wolverine shot that it's coming around the left. Side, like I need to actually try to do something different. And that's where I was actually trying to do like a live catch or depending on the speed, try to let it dead bounce over to see what that does. Just trying different things, trying to find what works. Um, and 
things got better. <laughs> things got better <laughs> once I once I started to adjust. But that's something. I mean, as you guys are both tournament players, I feel like Carl, you were kind of hinting at that. Like it's the adjustments and learning from your mistakes. I feel like that is what, at least in the tiny bit of tournament play I have, I feel like that's really what sets some of you guys apart because it doesn't matter how good you are at the game at your house or at the bar you play. The game's going to play totally different at whatever tournament you're playing at. So learning that game, learning how to adjust to its uniqueness, I don't know. I mean... Exactly. You'll you'll hear a lot of players say they play worse on a game that they own in a tournament. Because they, you know, they're used to their game, they're used to their shots, and when they they have a hard time adjusting, and that's where those recovery skills or you know being able to adjust quickly makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about you know our good friend Tom over here who has a home field advantage at District Eighty Two, you know that lives and breathes these machines. You know he's got all this time to learn all the ins and outs, and then <laughs> Mister IE Pinball flies in from California and <laughs> picks it up no problem. I mean it's. Well, those get shuffled around. Like I watched a video of Eric, you know, yeah. moving things around for the tournaments this this uh, with the winter tournaments coming up. Yep. So that so the games happen. change over time. Mm-hmm. Nothing's the same, you know, month after month. Okay. Yep. Well, very cool. Well, very cool. Well, um, tournament stuff. I know. Um, well, Expo, you did well in Expo as well, Carl. So well done there. And then Free Play Florida is coming up. I know Travis is going to that. Tom, are you going to that? Yes. Yep. And then Carl, are you making that trek? I am not. I had it planned, but I canceled it after going to chicago gotcha so travis you have a chance you have a chance to do better this this weekend is what it sounds like so thank you carl sounds like it's gonna be a bloodbath at free play florida there there are a lot of good people gonna be showing up there i'm assuming eric will play eric stone oh yeah yes yes yeah yeah that'll be good is ray day going yep yeah nice and i'm assuming neil Neil, you taking neil with you tom (laughs) yeah Neil, yeah. Neil's getting a break from school. There we go. November may be your month, Tom. This may be, you know, you may become, you may come back stronger than ever. You never know. You never know. Well, okay. Le- so go ahead. I was going to say, at least you get to focus just on the tournament this time and not have to stream. Streaming. That's no. true. So that's another thing. I mean, we'll probably plug it a, li- a little later, but Carl, you do Indisc and you do it incredibly well. Um, you typically don't play though in Indisc, right? I mean, you focus entirely on streaming. Right, typically. I'm going to try and play in one or two of the events this year. Just, okay. Just because the the new WAP rules are just so insane. Yeah. I, I can't even rem- remember what Indisc is going to be. But it's, it's going to be in the stratosphere. And basically, if I don't play in that, I may not have a chance in states. That's how many points that's going to be worth. TGP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, to be honest. I'm, I just I, I send it over to Josh, and he goes, you know, he tells me what it's worth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you can, because at least from afar watching it, it seems like one of the best, if not maybe one of the like the best tournament that I've seen. So I feel bad if you can't participate in it. <laughs> That's one thing. I mean, props to Tom for always participating in the Super Series stuff. But I mean, I know it wears him out between the streaming and the TD and the playing. But yeah. you know, I hope you get an opportunity to play as well, Carl. Crossing my fingers this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yes. Stuff I did want to talk about. So. Um, thing number one, Godzilla. I finally got it. My Godzilla premium is here. And I will tell you, I know the two of you guys both have one. Um, it is insane. It is so freaking good. Um, so question number one, Carl, what is it like every time you reset Godzilla and hear the machine call your name? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love it, but it's embarrassing at the same time, right? It is. It's a, you know, Keith's making fun of me, Keith and all, all the team, uh, for every reset I do. Absolutely. Yeah. But but it's fantastic. 
It really is. I the first time I heard that, that was that was awesome. That's that's a that's a game designer u- using their power to the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think it's <laughs> it's hilarious to hear. But I know both of you. I mean, Carl, you've blown it up. I I think I think there was a time that I was borrowing um, from flipping out. I was borrowing a pro, and um, at the same time, you had either an LE or a premium. I don't remember. And it's like there were people watching you stream it and blowing it up for whatever ten plus billion. And then rolling over to mine, mm-hmm. I'm cracking, you know, 500 million and feeling good about it. But um, I don't any thoughts on that, like overall thoughts on Godzilla. I mean, what, what comes to mind when the two of you guys play this game? Do you feel it's Keith's best? Do you feel, I don't know, do you feel it deserves the number one spot on Pinside? I, I think it does deserve the number one spot. It's, it's, it, it, it strikes that perfect balance of being good for casual players, good for, good for basically any skill level. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do on the surface, but there's a massive amount just beneath that for for the players like myself that you know really want to dive in to the deeper strategies yeah and you're talking city combos you're talking about the imposter shot you're talking about the secret combos the stack like i don't know it's there's what i I thought i knew godzilla and now that i have it i'm realizing like holy crap there is so much more here that i need to learn exactly Um, you can keep going in that list it just keeps on rolling over and over Tom, how are you feeling about it? You've had it a while now. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's an incredible game for sure. I'm very excited to have it. I'm ex- I'm very excited to dive in, and I know there's more coming. That's what's crazy is Keith has alluded to unlocking, or, or there's more coming to the game, which is absolutely insane. Um, so overall, anybody that's listening to this, what I what I think is cool is this is the first game that I've borrowed the Pro, and to be honest, I completely fell in love with it. I loved the Pro. And it had no max. It had no max, but the game still shot so well. The code just kept drawing me back, the audio package, visual, everything. And so I felt it was worth owning the game again, but not only that, upgrading. And and the upgrade was for all the mechs. And I know last last episode we kind of talked about this. And Carl, I'm curious about your opinion, because Travis was really harping on the fact that he feels that mechs aren't what sell games. It's theme that sells games. And I actually had a few people reach out to me and email us kind of complaining about that, that they're like, they don't want to undervalue mechs. Like mechs are still really important. And I will say now that I have Godzilla and I feel like this premium just added three insane mechs between the building, the bridge and the rotating mecha Godzilla. I'm really feeling that like the, like I agree that I think the mechs are super important. I, I don't know. I mean, Carl, do you heard that discussion. Were you agreeing? Were you disagreeing? I mean, what are your thoughts on kind of the importance of mechs in modern pins? I mean, I think for initial sales, theme is more important. Yes. By far. You know, initial sales that first month, a game can get by completely on theme. But for the long-term sales, mm-hmm. it needs the mechs. And, you know, it needs those unique moments in pinball. I, I, what, what caught me off guard on Godzilla was the bridge. I really didn't think, you know, when we saw the announcement, I didn't think much of the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this, you know, little thing, you know, drops the yeah. ball. But the way it's integrated and the way it, you know, when, when you destroy the bridge and it's, it, it does a whole, um, you know, multi-second animation where it slowly collapses, just it, it makes that mech so worth it. Yeah. Whereas I thought it was just going to be a throwaway mech, to be honest. I, which is hilarious that a game could have a throwaway mech. I mean, I think there are certain games, some modern games these days only have one mech. And to have the, the magna grab shot, which is such a unique shot, and then the building is insane. 
But then I, it's like each, I feel like the building, that could have been it and people would have been happy. I think the Mecha Godzilla rotisserie thing could have been it and that could, people could have been happy. So how Keith found a way with the bomb, the bill of materials that he had, that he could build in all these mechs and still produce an incredible game that doesn't seem over cluttered. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, Tom, do you like you've played, you play the pro Godzilla a lot in tournament and then you compare that to your Ellie at home. Like, do you have a preference? Do you feel that one does it better better than other? I mean, what's your? No, I I actually think the LE is a little easier to play. Okay, um, but uh, just just uh, the size of the spinner on the right hand side uh, for Mecha Godzilla. But um, I I like both versions of the game. Like if I if I just had a pro, I'd be extremely happy with just having a pro. Yeah, yeah. Well. We brought up this conversation or the idea of mechs because the rumored next Pulp Fiction is supposed to be a single level level game. Obviously, Elwin's Bond has been said that it's a single level game. Um, TNA just came out at almost a ten thousand dollar price point single level single level game. Do you feel like Carl as a as a pinball buyer and player? Does that when you hear it's single level, does that slow you down at all? Disappoint you at all? Or I mean. I don't know where do you because you assume it's has less right it has less than a than another game well it has less vertical happening you know less less verticality or whatever you want to call that um it's just missing a couple of ramps right I mean mm-hmm. it's just plastic ramps or metal ramps two different shots it's it's not that big a deal to me it really comes down to layout shots and rules for 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 single level games okay and you can still have toys in them yeah. You know, like we heard uh, Elwins is supposed to have a spinning disc in there, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. odd drop hat is what yep. they announced. but And a lot of drop targets everywhere. Yep. I don't know much else besides that. I, yep. I'm I'm with you. I think it's just, um, I don't know. I Maybe it's Bond. I don't, Carl, you, you had a chance to play Bond at Expo, I assume. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it last episode. Travis's summary was basically the left side was, eh, the right side was pretty cool. I mean, he was, I don't, I don't know. Tom, did I summarize that well? <laughs> did, did, yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. similar to how you felt? I don't. Um, yeah, pretty well for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what Carl. What do you think of Bond's layout? Yeah, or? yeah. I, I would agree mostly with the assessment. Uh, it, you know, that's a game again that the code is so early that you yeah. really have to you have to judge that game right now on the shots mm-hmm. alone. You know, nothing else. I, um, I, I look back to stranger things and when stranger things came out the code was just so bare bones it it just wasn't fun to play yeah and i think bond is actually a little bit ahead of that but it you can still tell it's it's lagging stuff but i it has potential well i remember we talked about bond last episode and that kind of started the conversation of mechs or the importance of mechs because travis was basically saying after playing the premium bond and the pro bond he was he was all he thought the pro bond was better. He's like the bond on a wand didn't really see the appeal to it. The diverter, that lock, the the rocket lock, he's like, meh, didn't really see in the underwater. So it's like to him, that was an instance where throwing in additional mechs didn't really necessarily make a better game. That was his thought. While something like Godzilla seems totally different. The additional mechs take a great game and make it even better. And um, I think there's a lot when you look at a bunch of the the recent, even like Rush. You know, I will say when I watched the Rush reveal, I thought Pro those Pro's the way to go. Those that ramp and that that the 
the dead end shot. Like I didn't see those as very important, but now that I've played both, um, I definitely feel the added mechs really make that game better. I don't, I, I know Tom, I mean, Tom's all Tom, like lays on his LE almost every night. And, yeah. <laughs> and wax it. I don't know, Carl, do you have a preference right on rush? I would love, I would love to hear you say you hate it just to see what Tom I just, yeah. I just bought one. It's sitting, I haven't oh, even yes. turned it on yet. It's sitting downstairs. I need to, it's, it's on the list to play. Um, so no, I don't. I don't have a preference between the pro or the premium. I haven't played enough of the game yet okay. to, to get a good sense of it. Um, I think you will like it. Is my, so? It is my that's my guess based off yeah. of the the logic that Ray and Timmy built into that game. I think you're yeah. going to eat it up, especially and Carl. With, if you need it, there's a Ray Day did a uh, <laughs> babies first. Babies first. Yeah, I, I, I watched it. <laughs> I like that he did it. It was good. It was a good. Yeah. It was a good primer. I got a primer on the game before going to Expo because I. You know, I knew it was going to be in the Stern right. Pro Circuit and at Expo, and I wanted to make sure that I knew at least a, you know, had a base level of knowledge. And you got to the wizard mode the first time. And I did get to the wizard <laughs> mode. Yeah. The, fir- the first game, my host scanned in, so she got all the achievements. She was wow. happy. I was happy. That was a good time. Well, well done. Awesome. Um, speaking of getting to the wizard mode, so we're going to hit, we're going to hit on, well, we'll just go into it. So, um, I, I was serious. I actually, my wife and I, we kind of had a vacation away from the kids over the weekend and she, she was, we did a whole bunch of different activities. We went to Mammoth Cave, which is insane. If anybody's in Kentucky, that cave is m- mammoth. It's huge. It's insane. It's so cool. We did a bunch of cool stuff, but Sunday night we had nothing to do. And there's a bar, I think it's called Rec Bar. Um, and it's, and they had like 70 or 80 pins. It was awesome. And mm-hmm. went in there and spent some time. Um, my wife had a few drinks, so she was actually interested in playing pinball. <laughs> and um, it was cool. We walk into the pinball room, and the game she walked right up to, the very first game she walked up to was Toy Story. She saw Toy Story. She's like, oh, Toy Story. We go up. We put in two players, hit start, and she goes, did you ever have this one? I was like, yes, this was in our basement for over a month. <laughs> you know, like That's how little <laughs> she cares about pinball um, here at home. But um, I know when Zach and I streamed it, he literally got to the wizard mode. The night we streamed it. Now, to be fair, he had already had it for like a week or two. It took me the whole time, the probably three weeks I had it, to finally get to the wizard mode. Carl, I know it was a struggle, but I know you finally got to the wizard mode. It's the super loops. That's what, you know, it's just the super loops. So we talked about this, and this is what I will say. So super loops, it's one of the seven things you have to qualify to get to the wizard mode. You either hit three in a row, or you have to hit it, what? It's like 14 times after you qualify super loops. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It is a huge pain in the butt. And on the one I had, I could not do three in a row. Carl, the one you owned, could you do three in a row? I could not. No, no. sir. Everybody listening, right? That Ray Day, Mr. Ray Day that listening, Carl D'Angelo on his could not do three in a row. Because that's what everybody <laughs> in TPN is giving me a hard time. Just hit three in a row. Peace kick. <laughs> what I will say is I went right up to the one in Rec Bar. That was my only goal. I was like, I want to see if I can get three in a row. The very first ball, three in a row. Boom, boom, boom. So... It's possible. <laughs> I think it's, it's possible, but I don't know. Carl, you're one to tinker with your games. I have no idea why the geometry on one would make it so much easier than another. If I had it longer, I would have torn apart the ramp, you know, in the back because, you know, that la- that back shot is kind of shared. Yeah. So the, the the loop has a little jump on it. I assume it was just something there right something, around the yeah. jump area. I don't know, but it boy, did it piss me off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, really, yeah, it really did, but... We had a good time on that. I mean, my wife, I it's a great theme. She was drawn to a good light show. But, Did um, she ask when you're buying it then? Or? No, no. Sorry. Not like Travis and Monica, who still own one. 
But all I had to do was show her the Duke Kaboom ramp, and that was what she was going for. That was the toy that that drew her in, and we played one or two games until she finally hit it. Um, but what was cool is when she went to, I forget, she went to like buy another drink. Right next to it was an Iron Man Premium, and this is what kind of sparked my thought of this this idea of a game with or without mechs. I've played Iron Man, or sorry, not Iron Man, Iron Maiden. I've played Iron Man, Iron Maiden Pro many times and had a good time. Like it's a good shooter, feels good. I'd never had a chance to play the premium. And now that I have, I really like the premium. Like that sarcophagus lock, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sucker for diverters. You know, when you shoot a ramp and you're expecting the ball to come back and it doesn't because it diverted some diverted to somewhere else, that's pretty sick. The ramp lifting up, it's just those those when the game changes when the geometry of the, the game changes for a particular shot i don't know it just it stood out to me where i was like okay well done keith like i i don't do you guys have a preference when it comes to iron maiden pro versus premium not really i i mean i own the pro so i'm completely fine with playing a pro yeah i had the pro for a while i'm trying to get a premium so there you go i'll take the premium uh it <laughs> i find the premium a little more difficult right because the like the tumor wards you know are on the left ramp instead of the the right orbit yeah yeah and it makes me wonder so that's that's a keith game that uh, the pre- i mean I'm, I'm liking the premium of godzilla i think i'm preferring the premium on iron maiden um i like the premium um on jurassic park just because i'm a sucker for that t-rex but i do know some people complain about that that they feel like the mouth kind of rejects um but and then the raptor pits kind of take it or leave it. I don't know. Do you guys have a preference when it comes to that? The, oh, the I'd rather I'd rather play a premium in a uh, in a tournament. Why? Just because you can lock the ball easier in the raptor pit. In the raptor pit. No, oh. you can like backhand it into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then All you right. get the additional two X. Also, it's easier yeah. to see that you've got the two X during that raptor multi ball when right. you lock gotcha. the ball behind there. The pro right. just you can still get it, but it it you know, doesn't hold the ball. Right, just like like the Metallica snake, you know, it holds yeah. it in there. Right, and I know, but Avengers, Avengers is a game that I had borrowed for from flipping out, and I had a pro, and I had a great time on it. But that's another one where I think the premium, because of the the lock, the disc that raises up, instead of having to fit hit the what is it like the fat boy ramp in the back to start the mode, you just have to kind of drop it in. So I like that because I could be a little more strategic on when I want to hit the ramp. While well, I think the spinning disc. Sometimes you the ball just falls into it. I mean, it's a big gaping hole in the middle of the play field. So sometimes you might start a gym before you want to. Do you feel like that's a game, another L1 game, where the mechs help or hurt it with the Pro versus Premium on Avengers? You still have yours, Tom, right? I can see mm-hmm. in the background. I have my LE, yep. Yep. I don't know. You, I mean, Pin Clash, did you feel that there was an advantage with the Pro versus Premium on that? Carl makes you turn off that stuff. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, had, I had to make them, you know, as close as possible. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, I I don't know. I still don't know. I I think the more that I've talked about the the thought, I'm still team mech. Give me the mechs. Um, I want the mechs. Everybody wants if they're going to pay the money, they want to have mechs that ooh and awe them. But at the same time, yeah, we 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 all do agree. It's not the mechs that sell the game. It's the theme, and then. Yeah, but what sold me on Godzilla was not the theme. It was the mechs and the code and the shots and all the other stuff. So, well, cool. Um, Other games that I played, my wife was really drawn to Big Lebowski. 
She's not a Big Lebowski fan. I think she's seen it one time in her life. But the world under glass that Big Lebowski has to offer is insane. I mean, there's so many mechs in that game. It took me multiple games to show her all the mechs in the game. Between the bowling alley down below, watching the rug move back, getting the car to swing out on the upper play field to bash that. There's a lot in that game. Have either of you spent any considerable time on Big Lebowski? Like no? two or two or three games, yeah, yeah, at shows. I I would love to see more because apparently they just released a a bigger code update. Unfortunately, though, my Big Lebowski experience, my wife was like, "This game's awesome!" Like she's like, "Look at these things and look at this!" Like she was just blown away with with the mechs. She was blown away in the theme integration of the game. Unfortunately, we played probably three games on it, and two of those it crashed. Like straight up, two player games. Put two dollars in two player games. Middle of the ball game like there was one point where i drained it didn't know i drained i i'm like i'm seeing it in the trough i shook it to see if it wasn't settled correctly tilted out and then it was stuck in just tilt in a tilt animation we got the tech and the guy comes over and, and i was like yeah i explained he goes nah this is just some stupid dutch people that don't know how to make a good game that was the text <laughs> response literally turned off the game <laughs> turned it back on opened the coin door and gave us two credits and walked away I was like, wow, <laughs> okay, tell me how you really feel kind of thing. <laughs> and then we start our next game, and it was a similar thing where we we're up top, and my flippers just died. Like, just flippers just died. You sure you weren't never... playing Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl said it on me. All right, no, but there was no Halloween there. Hey, I, I, watched, told... I watched the Stone videos, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I know, Eric's response to Halloween. I I wish there would have been a Halloween there. I'm still, I, I still get people telling me how great Halloween is. I know Tim Lee with poor man reached out to me and he said, Halloween is probably his most played game at his house right now. Obviously he threw a big Halloween party, but he's like to novice players. It's an incredible theme. The atmosphere is really cool. There's great mechs in it. Like yeah. they were just drawn to it. Tim also told me like GNR gets a ton of plays at his house and stranger things. So those are the games that really draw him in, but it goes back to theme, doesn't it? It's all theme. But yeah. he said Halloween, he's like the butt pretzel. If you can if you can get up there, like he feels the butt pretzel's incredible. <laughs> Carl, you you no, just, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, <laughs> no, disagree. I, I completely disagree with that. The geometry on the shot is just not right to me. To me, in my opinion. I so. think Tim said something that he said some of the poor men are giving him a hard time because he thinks it's one of the best shots in pinball, is the butt pretzel. He you, freaking you know, loves it. Um Weird Al has a very similar shot, and Weird Al does it a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, Carl, do you have Weird Al at Expo? I really like that game. Yeah, it's a fun so, game. It really yeah. is. Now, you had. Do you still have the P3? Or you were no, no. You, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I had it because I was fixing it for for Shane over at Ascogi. Okay. Got it working and sent it back over to him. So, so it's out of the played, house. But I had it for a good two months, I think. Played a good what, deal of Weird Al. What were your thoughts then, like overall? Of I don't know like mechanically how are you enjoying the p3 or i mean there's a all the shots are in the back third does that wear on you after a while or i don't know uh the shots in the back third didn't wear on me that much i and that surprised me it's something i didn't really think of um the game is fun i do enjoy the game i like the rules the animations i and was it a little too easy it's it's a little on the easy side, but at the same time, it's not so much. Like okay. I, I'd put it definitely more difficult than Toy Story. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, I was playing them around the same time, so that's okay. why I guess I, yeah. I have that comparison in my head. Um, sure. I, I'm, I'm still, I, I hate saying it, but I'm still not a fan of the flipper mechs on the P3. Yeah, I just, okay. I, and I don't like the button arrangement. 
I um like I I want to build the stage. I know I understand why they put the flippers on separate buttons to make it easier for new people to control them individually, right? When sure. I, when I was at an Expo, uh the gentleman who was there actually uh, this was in the morning before it opened. Um he was there and I was talking to him and he asked me he goes do you want it the standard way or do you want it where just one button controls your, your flippers? Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll take the one button, you know? So he went in there and changed it. Um, so I don't know, that might make it more enjoyable to you. Did that feel more natural? Right. And you can yeah. do that, but you can't still can't stage them then. Oh, okay. No. Because there's yeah. not a double leaf switch in there. And gotcha. so I, I actually, when I had the game here, I took off the button boxes and I tried to add a double leaf switch into it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not enough physical space in there. So you'd have to print up, you know, the 3D print a larger button box, which puts it even further outside yeah. of the cabinet. Uh, I don't know how natural that would feel. Okay. Yeah. And I do but, remember that because I think it's five flippers, like one of the flippers you had to flip, but I, that mm -hmm. didn't yeah, the, me the, at all. The, the very upper top play field. one. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah. What I found interesting is when I played one um, recently at um, what is it North End Pub up in um, Lafayette that the the upper flippers nor I mean it, it amazes me with novice how upper flippers are invisible they have no concept that there's an upper flipper on a game right but the P three ones are even more hidden <laughs> and if it's on a separate button there's no way like I don't know I just I don't know if I, that has to be an, a common problem for a novice to step up and literally have no idea that there's upper flippers um, unless it screams it at you somehow. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, did you, was that ever something? Cause visually people have complained about that. Like Carl, you know, the plastic kind of hides the upper flippers. Yeah. Does it, that's just a feel thing that you learn after a while. Cause there's no visual cue of you can where that flipper is. Uh, look at the flipper rubber. That's your visual cue. That's your you can kind of see that under the plastic. But yeah, yeah, totally. They are hidden by the plastic. So what was your thought then of the germs mode? Because that's something that I do think is really cool. It's very unique, obviously, to the P3 to have the wall come up and then you're hitting moving um, graphics. You're not They're not physical things you're interacting with. I mean, is that was that a mode that you thought like, this is cool. Like this is really neat or just kind of like, I want to go back to physical pin. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. It's a fun mode. It's, it's, it's nice being able to hit things just in the middle of the play field. Yes, okay. absolutely. At the same time, blocking off the rest of the play field makes it, I always wanted to just hurry up and get out of that mode. Oh, okay. It is definitely more deadly because it's, yeah balls hitting a wall and coming right back at you yeah and, and after i figured out you know okay shoot from the right shoot to the left and just don't use the upper flipper let it come back down it's generally pretty safe at that point Interesting. so once i figured out that trick it, it wasn't that big a deal to get through it so would you put a p3 game in in disc putting me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> i'm just curious like do you feel that it's um, tournament ready i, mean, I don't I, one of the main reasons i'm gonna say no is because you can trap a ball beneath the upper flipper okay and just hold it there and never oh. let it go so during multi-ball you can skillfully get a ball behind either of those two uppers and never let them out so you would have to if you put that in a tournament you would probably print some part or something to put behind the flipper to keep you from being able to do that. You'd have to do something. Yeah. Interesting. But I know the game can also detect that the ball is there. So I don't know why 
they haven't programmed it to raise the flipper if a ball is trapped behind there. The real question is, would he put a Halloween at it? Well, that's, you know, don't ask me that. Jim <laughs> loves Halloween. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay. he's got one at his house. I played it at his Halloween party because I want to see, because he, he was, he's talking all about it. And I want to see, okay, maybe his place better than mine. No. Sure. Same, same thing. Um, yeah. But he loves it. So I, I, so it could, maybe it could at some point. Jim loves his spooky right. games. I mean, yeah. you know, like Halloween style spooky you, games, not, not I, spooky. I pinball. do remember uh, Alice Cooper being at Indus. Right. So, yeah. Right. And that held up the whole time, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It played well. Well, Pin Clash is your is your child, uh, Carl. So you have control <laughs> over the game. So I'm assuming Toy Story is going to be. Uh, yep. The, yep. Toy Story. Got it. Is, got yep. It. Heads up, Great. Toy Story. It's either Toy Story, or Halloween. You got to pick one. Yep. <laughs> so yep. <laughs> well, cool. Um, other games that we played. One thing I thought was funny um, was well, Alien. She saw Alien. She's like, "That looks awesome. Let's play that." Alien. She was bored of it almost immediately. Um, and it's just because you can tell that that game is super atmospheric. Like the lighting is really good, but when you're in a bar, you can't hear it. And that that's a game that I, I mean, I walked away from that going, I, I would love to spend more time in this game, but not in a bar. Like, I feel like you got to have that at home. Have either of you played Halloween at all to any extent? I played it when it first came out. Um, there was one in Madison and of course, you know, stuff wasn't working on it. Yeah, okay. uh, that was the highway version. And then uh, the last time I played, I played a couple of games at Expo, just kind of feeling it out. I, I thought it was okay. You know, I, I'm, it's not something I'd add to my collection. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly like many wide body games. I like a few of them, but I think that's one thing that like hurts that game. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Carl, have you spent time with Alien uh, at all? I've spent a little bit of time on it. Uh, more the Highway version than the Pinball Brothers version. Um, gotcha. I did stream the bit of the Pinball Brothers, but uh, we kept having issues with the game. It was right when that was released, like one of the first ones to come out. Um, but the game, yeah, like you said, it's very atmospheric, and you need yeah. to you know, have the sound cranked up, lights turned down, even if it makes it a little hard to see things. Yeah. Um, but the rules are great. I think uh, Joe Schober did a great job on the rules. Uh, the layout has a couple issues to me, like the upper yeah. right flipper. I could never get the ball to feed to that flipper reliably, you know, because right. it comes off of the pop bumpers and it can go either to the right or the left. Yep. All the copies I've played always go to the left. They never feed to the right. And that shot is so tight that I could never shoot the ramp to get the hyperspace multi-ball. I think it's hyperspace, right? Yeah. I think so. Or hypersleep. I don't know. I think one of those two. I think it's hypersleep. I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I don't think I, I think I hit that shot maybe one time. And um, one thing that did feel weird, the flippers felt odd. My wife even, she's like, these flippers are super sensitive. Do they, is it, I mean, the flipper mechs themselves, is it different? Is it like opto versus leaf switcher? Like something felt like you barely had to touch those flipper buttons and things were flipping. Was, do you know, Carl, you probably know. Um, I don't know what they use on the cabinet, but inside the game, they use micro switches for all the targets instead of using leaf switches. So mm-hmm. they may have micro switches on the cabinet buttons as well. I'm not oh, certain weird. of that, though. Yeah, it felt weird, but I don't know. But 
Overall, I mean, those were all games that I, I mean, I came away, it was a great night, but all, all, you know, somewhat newer games that I had a chance to put more time on. And, um, I definitely enjoyed it. The last thing was Batman. She saw Batman, the dark Knight. She was like, well, this looks pretty cool. I was like, well, here, just a sec. And I, I walked her over one more row and then showed her Batman 66. I was like, this is the upgrade. And she goes, really? Like she almost, she preferred the look of the regular dark Knight. And I was like, why? She goes, well, it had like the Joker on it. I was like, so a Joker action figure. That's all you need. And she's like, well, when I think of Batman, I think of the Joker. And this one, there isn't enough Joker. I was like, okay. I mean, that's just, that was her opinion, um, which I thought was funny. And then I also experienced, um, there was another place we were at earlier in the day. And there was there was three pinball machines. There was this kind of flea market. And one of them was a Deadpool LE. They had a Deadpool LE sitting there. Deadpool LE, Big Buck Hunter. I thought of you, Carl. I always do. When I see Big Buck Hunter, I think of you and Nick Lane, because I know Nick Lane with yeah. Buffalo loves loves that. A Star Trek, and that was it. Those were the three that that were there. And what was funny to me was Deadpool. Somebody was playing it the entire time. And it was normally like, um, I don't know, somebody like kids, like Deadpool. They I get it. I think Deadpool on location must crush. But um, I went to I went to play. And a dad walks up with his daughter and he's trying to explain to her pinball. You know, he doesn't know the turn, you know, the flappers and this and this. He puts money in and he starts pounding. This was a Star Trek, starts slapping the action button. He's like, what's going on? And I was like, the start button's down here. And I reached down and hit the start button for him. And they drain one ball. And he's like, well, that was fun. I was like, you have two more balls. He's like, oh, okay. And comes back up. And and then <laughs> one ball drained quick. And he's like, oh, that was a fast one. He starts to walk away. I was like, no, ball save was on. You know, it's like the simple things that that we all take for granted like i don't know I, I almost feel bad for stern or jjp or any of these like how do you teach somebody where the start button is but i mean they already make it blink brightly you know but it's still i don't know i don't know how they do that so those were my overall pinball experiences over the weekend i do did you guys play happen to play anything recently that really stood out <laughs> obviously these are all games that i've suggested no, no. nothing no. nothing new <laughs> all right well um we weren't going to, we, the goal was, like I said, there wasn't a ton of news. So there, we decided, I think it's time to do what some people feel is our best segment. We rarely do it. I think it's Travis's favorite segment. So you'll probably be a little annoyed that, that we're, uh, that we're, that we're doing it, but Hey, Travis, do you want to, do you want to do this with us? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just settle. Let me get another beer, Joel. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Okay. Okay. We'll wait for you, <laughs> wait for you to get your beer. We're going to do, um, yeah, we're going to do a triple combo. So, uh, here we go. Welcome to Triple Burger. How can I help you? Yeah, can I get the combo, please? Did you want the single, the double, or the triple? <laughs> I think I'll have the triple combo. Yeah. Are you done? Yep. Pull ahead, please. All right. Well, shout out to Jason and his wife once again for recording that for us. But yes, yeah, so triple combo, <laughs> it's um it's it's where we break down a game three ways. So essentially a novice perspective or a novice way to play the game, how to like complete the game, kind of like a wizard mode, and then how to address the game in a tournament. And I know Tom, you still own you still own GNR. I think it's the red game behind you, right? Is that what I'm seeing all the way in the back? No, it's in the other room, Joe. No, oh, what's the red game? Way in the back. That's X Men. It's red. Oh, you have the Magneto one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Carl, I'm for not the viewers, li- I'm not lying to you, Joe. I I trust you. Carl's background is like a forest <laughs> scene, so I mean that's really it's really nice, Carl. Yeah, um, we are uh, 
we break down the game three ways. So I know Tom still owns the game, and then Carl, I know you stream the heck out of GNR. I know you were testing Pinmonk had a bunch of Flipper fans. You were testing different stuff, Diverter fans, all that thing. So I know you've spent a ton of time on GNR. So we, so I actually thought GNR would be a fun game to talk through. Um, we've done a bunch of uh, Sterns, so time to give JJP some love. Should be a good time. So we're going to kind of tag team this. Um, I'll go ahead and do the novice part. So novice part would be just your average Joe stepping up to GNR. What is it that they need to do to experience something fun in the game? And in my opinion, the goal is to get them into a song as quickly as possible. Um, I will say though, there are seven things they have to do to get into a song. Um, JJP was smart though, because if you, every time you drain a ball, they give you, it's like two or three of those things automatically if you haven't gotten to a song yet. So the seven things are you have to collect the seven band members. The two keyboard shots are just right there, kind of in the front in front of the scoop. Duff, which is the bass, is up. You got to go up the upper left and then kick a ball up up onto the bass ramp. Um, Axel deals with the, um, the rollover lanes in the back. Slash is the spinner with the top hat. You have to do that a certain number of spins. Um, Frank. Frankie, I think, is the drummer. That's all about pop bumper hits, or you can hit the right ramp, which is the drumstick ramp. And then I forget the rhythm guitarist's name, but that's the kind of the middle spinner shot, which to be honest was like one of my favorite shots. I really enjoyed how that shot kind of squiggled back. But if you hit those seven shots, and and I will say they do a really good job communicating. If you're in a track mode, it actually flashes kind of the seven different zones so if you walk somebody up to it, you can kind of let a track mode kind of tell you how to do that. Um, but that's how you collect all seven band members. Um, if you want to just show them because it's a fun shot and feels good, you can show them how to hit the left ramp and then lock a ball into the guitar neck. I mean, that is it's kind of a satisfying, cool shot. But once you do that, if you can help somebody through to get all seven band members, then all they have to do is hit the center scoop. Once they're in the center scoop, they can pick whatever song they want and just be ready to enjoy the light show because the song, I mean, they really do an exceptional job of the experience, the concert experience. Um, so if you can help somebody get into a song mode or coach them through, that's how a novice player in my mind is going to enjoy that game. Now, once they come out of this song, um, and it'll be a multi-ball when they get into the song. So it'll, it's, that should be fun for them, but it is, it, it's not super approachable in my mind. You know, there, there are plenty of other games that have very accessible, cool features that are not far from the start button for novice to experience. GNR, there's a little bit of depth that you have to do to get to that song. But I don't know. Do you guys agree with that? Do you, do you, do you agree with from a novice? Am I missing something that a novice could, could enjoy? No, no, no. no you're right about there, I'd say. There are a few multi-balls. So I've explained this before that GNR, it's kind of a two-stage thing. You're either preparing for the song or you're in a song. That's it. Preparing for a song or in a song. So when you're preparing for a song, there are four multi-balls that you can do that will help you build the value of your song. So there's a chance that a novice may step up and just kind of mistakenly fall into a multi-ball. That's very easy to do depending on what you hit in the game. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's the main goal. Just how do we collect all seven guys as quickly or members as quickly as possible, get them into a song, and then just have a great time. Um, so I think that's kind of it for the novice standpoint. So let's dive into, let's let's approach the actual game. Like if you want to see as much of the game as possible, um, 
I don't know, maybe Tom, do you want to start us with that? Like if you, if your idea is like, I want to see, I want to see all the stuff that JJP is put in this game. How, how do you approach seeing the, the, the breadth of the game? If that makes sense. Oh, well, I mean, you pretty much explained everything I was going to explain, Joel. So, (laughs) okay. So um, collect seven band members. Got it. Right. And, I, I think I think really important from like a tournament standpoint would be going for those four multi balls uh, before you go into a song and really really building those up. Not only that, but collecting the uh, the patches by spelling a GNR. Um, so the patches are on the back of the back um, the uh, the backboard. Uh, on the LCD display and those patches can do a lot to give you certain awards or uh, uh, like bonuses to, to build up. So, you know, I, I think that is uh, a good strategy to do. And then to um, Carl can probably explain a lot better than I can. Yeah. So Carl, when you were like trying to see, Cause there's what, there's, there's what, is it four different albums? So each album, depending on what you do, there's a mini wizard mode. And then if you do all of them, isn't there an, there is, there is an end wizard mode, right? It wasn't, that was a goal of yeah. yours, right? Yeah. Not in this lifetime. That's right. So when you were trying to do that, what was your thought process? Cause patches, there are people that say ignore patches because grinding for patches is something that really started to wear me out on the game. Yeah, because to collect the patches, you have to spell GNR, which is on the in lanes. So the easiest way to do that is backhand the left ramp, and then basically let it drain from the upper play field and just keep moving around the letters and just keep doing that. I don't know how. How what was your? How did you attack patches, or what patches were you focusing in on? I mean, it, it depends on again tournament or wizard play. So if we're we're talking tournament still, it's going to be I want to know if I can backhand that ramp to get those patches all day, and if I can. I'm going to go for the ones that give me the unlimited boosters, you know, the, um, the horn, the amp, the lights and the, um, firecracker. Those four let you play the booster multi-balls as much as you want between songs. So normally you can only play them once. Once you drain out, you can't play it until you play a song and go on those four unlimited. So at that point, if I'm in a tournament, I want those four patches and then I'll just be shooting the um, get two lights, you know, two lanes lit, GNR yeah. or or AM, and then get the last letter for AMP, and I'm in the multi ball again. That's so right. Most of the time, AM. it's just an alley pass over to AMP, and so then I'm in a two ball. You're saying tournament strat is don't even go into a song. I because the songs aren't guaranteed points. Oh yeah, because if you drain out, it's all gone. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't gone. cash out, or you, yeah, exactly, or or you miss the applause jackpot. You know those those yeah. precious fifteen yeah. seconds or so to to hit the scoop at the end. You miss that, you've lost your entire jackpot, and you've you've gotten a couple hundred thousand probably. So to explain people that don't know GNR, so yes, if you collect all seven band members, you hit the center scoop, boom, you're in a song. The whole the whole point of once you're in a song is different albums display have different colors on what shots you're supposed to hit. And and once again, the the little monitor in the back of the playfield does a really good job telling mm-hmm. you what to hit. But once you're in the song, you just have to hit those shots. And it's a time, it's not a number of shots thing. It's a timed mode. You are trying to get through the song. And once you get towards the end of the song, if you hit enough shots, you'll get an encore. 
Otherwise, you have an applause jackpot, which is like one last shot, and boom, you hit that, and then you have an option. You either keep playing or you cash. Well, throughout the song, there are times where you have to hit the scoop and you get the option. You keep playing or you cash out. I typically cash out. Carl, I don't know how, I don't think Carl knows how to cash out (laughs) on a game. He will always push it. But that's the whole point of the game is that risk reward constantly. Do you want to build or, or go away? And I would, I just assumed in a tournament strategy that is even more worrisome because you're not getting anything. You get no points if you drain before you cash out. But you're saying the strat is almost don't even go into a song. Just focus on the the build stage before. Exactly. I would focus on the boosters and stay in there. I mean, you'll get more points out of the songs, but you yeah. won't have the guaranteed points that the boosters give you. You can go into the song and not necessarily finish it and just like you were yeah. saying, Joel, just cash, cash out. out. You know, I'm at 10 million. I could possibly get 40 million, but you know, I could also depending drain. on where yeah. all the other players are, you might want to say, well, I'm going to cash out go back into doing those booster multi-balls yeah yeah and the key is amp never gets harder it's only three letters every time the other boosters take more shots to start but amp is always just the three letters so amp are those are the in-lane letters and you can move those with the flipper so that's where you're saying you back in the left ramp you literally let the ball drain off the left ramp and that that will give you a letter and you're just, so you just do that or drain or there's a, there's a safer way, right. To get the ball back to your flipper. Well, there's, there's the, you know, the left and right ramp feed the, the left and right in lanes, but the AMP is the far left in lane. You know, the so second you one. Go up so you can go up to the base. base ramp. You can do that or you can alley pass it. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought about that. So that's, is that a, so that strategy is that, well, first off, have either of you guys played GNR in a tournament? I actually have. Yeah, and did you see that strategy being utilized, focusing in on the the little mini multi balls, or actually they were going into songs? No, well, I mean there was some focus on it, but you know, by the time ball three came around, uh, it was it was time to go into a song. But I will say on that particular copy, um, the flippers were really weak, so it was hard making to, yeah. shots on the ramps. So that played a key factor in <laughs> the the strategy of the game as well. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so if that's the if that's the tournament strat, which that's really interesting. I that I guarantee some listener that I never even thought about that. But so just figure out which patch it is to specifically amp. Amp is the main multi ball because you you just say you play it over and over again once you have the patch. Yeah, four patches. You, you gotta have get to, to get all four. Yeah, you have to get all four to get the unlimited. Yeah. So you can't just get one patch for amp multi ball and play that one unlimited. Right. All right. You need all you need that entire set. Oh well. So it, it is a grind. It is a, it grind, is a grind to get and, all four. Yeah. And if you can't backhand that left ramp to you know, just do the I call it patch factory. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't do that, then yeah, you're gonna be playing for songs. You're gonna be you wanna lock the balls and get your biggest ball saver for for your song so that yeah. you can play as much as you can while in safety of ball saver and then cash out at the earliest possible moment. Interesting. Because I found myself, um, 
definitely trying to get there was one i think it was drumsticks or something that basically it doubled the value of the pops and then so there's certain there were certain songs that were switch hits so the goal is to just get it back into the pops anyway so i was trying to stack some of those patches and then i know if you got all four of the different sponsors that's a mold that's an extra ball so that was something mm-hmm. i was always aware of and then i know pin monk was big on getting i think it was i tried to remember it was like t-shirt and poster which help you with the the song length or something or the length of your ball say i mean there's a lot of strategy there if you really want to pursue it well that's maybe okay so tournament strat you focus on the multi balls before the song but carl if you're trying to go for longevity and playing the game as as much as you can what how would you attack that right so if i'm going if i'm point pushing i'm going to do all the similar things i'm, I'm going to go for those four sponsors to get the extra ball uh-huh. i especially want fender as my first one okay because fender is the one that's Whenever you spot a band member, it gives you another band member. That's right, and that's yep. what Pim Monk was probably telling you about. Yep. was my guess. Because that'll get you to band frenzy quicker in the songs. Band frenzy increases the scoring. Yep. Now there's a lot of magic mojo, whatever you want to call it, with the scoring. I still don't understand exactly what increases the song values. Or you know, when you go into a song, you have a value of it's between ten and two hundred. Two hundred, it says max. Um. And that determines the value of the points in a song. You increase that value by doing well in the booster multiballs, um, getting certain patches, and and so on. So as the game gets deeper and deeper, the songs become more valuable. If you get to an encore, it makes the next song even more valuable. So that the value, it just keeps compounding on it. But again, all the math is in the background. So you don't see exactly what the scoring will be. Wow. Okay. And at the same time, if you drain, it's all gone. <laughs> it's all that's that's the thing that I found when I streamed it is I would get, you know, two or three patches, the patches that I wanted to get. I get it, you know, I think I got everything built up. I'm like, this is the song I want to pick. It's a switch hit mode. I'm gonna focus on this. I'm going in with four multi four balls. I had locked three. Here we go. Let's go. And then boom, like triple drain, down to one ball, flub that. And it's all gone. And it's like, well, ball two. So I get to start all that over again, you know, and it just, I will say there, some of the lowest lows I've ever had in pinball were on that game. (laughs) But then (laughs) there was a time that I cashed out for me. It was a big, I don't even remember what it was, but it was big. It was a big jackpot for me. And like actually hitting the shot and getting that was quite a feeling. So I don't know. I mean, Carl, you don't own. You were just borrowing it, or you own it still? No, I owned it. I, I still have it right now. I'm putting it up on the on the block pretty soon, though. And so, why it's, is it leaving the collection? It's time. It's a. Uh, it's become a grind to okay. me. I actually haven't enjoyed playing it as much lately. I mean, it's a great game for any prospective buyer. Please buy my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, no. I really that that first year of own ownership, it, I thoroughly enjoyed the game just because yeah. of the the because. It's the risk reward. I just yeah. love tacking on as much risk as I could, you know, and I'd have those moments where I missed the applause jackpot in the end with the hundred million point jackpot list yep. and it's gone. There's nothing. It's, gone. it's just gone. I move on to the next song. And it's like you're dejected at that point. It's, it's, you don't know if you even want to play that next song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cause that's where all the points were. It was in, in, you know, if you could get to the, third song in a set you know two encores in a row that third song would just it could just blow up the game yeah you know two or three hundred million if it, like especially if you got to estranged that was always what i was hoping it would push me into because the strange i always found was easier to keep going 
because mm-hmm. the shots are on the targets, a lot of them. So you can constantly get out of balls. And even though it's a really long song, you're, yep. you keep getting out of balls over and over. And by the end, the jackpots are just insane. Yeah, I'm going to act like I know that feeling. But I <laughs> I, think I, I don't know. I think I had a jack. I, I think I, I got encore a handful of times, you know, to get even do a second song. So I don't have to do the grind of collecting the players again. I was like, yes, here we go. Let's get another song going. And and just when I felt like I had the the when I, when you have that feeling of like, this is huge. This is huge. Just I have like three more shots I have to hit before I have a chance to cash out. Like, come on, do it. Hit the shot. You know, it just. I don't know. It it makes you it's it's exhilarating. And that's I know people that watch me streaming, they saw that. They saw that that roller coaster of a ride. And I still feel like GNR for a for a bigger collection makes sense. I I it's such a unique experience. Um I mean, Tom, it's still in yours. What what's drawing you in? I mean, why is it still yours? You I mean, me this still every it? episode. I know. <laughs> I haven't turned it on in a while. But you still have it. You haven't <laughs> sold it. Yeah. Neil Neil wants to keep it. Oh, okay. No, so Neil likes it. Uh, no, I like it. I like Guns N' Roses music. I think I think the theme is definitely well integrated in the yeah in the game. They did an amazing job with it. Um, yeah, I I still like it. I I I wish it was a little less multi-ball intensive, but it is what it is. Yeah, I get it. And I before I had GNR, I felt like Metallica had done the risk reward thing extremely well. Like I really thought that would, they had kind of set the bar and then I got GNR and I was like, okay, this game is nothing but risk reward. I really enjoy that. And then that, that's actually something that I'm finding myself really enjoying in, in Godzilla. And I know that's something that Keith has built into that, the risk reward, same thing. It's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to experience more cities and try to get deeper into different modes? Or do you just want to push your luck and just stay here in this city and try to build and build and build so that you can cash out and, um, yeah, I definitely think Carl yeah, and knows nothing about that. No, yeah, no. Carl, Carl is the king of that, and that's something, Carl. I think with Rush, I think you're you're gonna get you're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I've I've yeah, I've seen I've seen the potential in certain spots. Yeah. but going back to Godzilla, the reason that doesn't get tiring to me or grindy is because like the carnage bonuses, you're always trying to build that, but it's that same ball. Once you yeah. drain, it's, it's gone. gone. You move on to the next city. You're advancing through the rest of the game, right? Yeah. On Guns and Roses. It's basically you're playing one way or the other. You're either playing for the wizard modes or you're playing for points. You're not going to do both. And yeah. unfortunately, the points in the wizard modes are determined by how many points you earn in the songs. So, it, But they never work together. So like, you need to play a good 10 to 12 minutes in each album, you know, songs from each album to have a decent value in your wizard modes. Yeah. So you have to have at least an hour-long game to be able to have any sort of value in the final wizard mode and sympathy for the devil. Otherwise you're not going to get anything. So, I mean, the way you get to that wizard mode is you play the, you you play three minutes minimum in each album. Okay. So appetite illusion one, two and Chinese democracy. Okay. You play slash solo, which is just spin the disc a bunch, right? Yep. And everyone times out slash solo because it's not worth much. Although I, I do hear they're working on code and they're going to be updating that. Okay. And then you also play tour multi-ball, which is shooting orbits until you finally like that. So however many orbits. After all that, you get to um and you play the four wizard modes for the albums. And then finally, not in this lifetime, or the modes called Sympathy for the Devil will be lit. Now I went through this. I, I've been to it, I think, three times. I, I did the grind to get there. And the first time 
it's a weird it's a, actually a different style but kind of like rush i mean this was before rush but you know the um what's the planet on rush anyways it's the, it's the one with oh. the wacky flipper stuff so Sweet. it's very similar where you've got the reverse flippers you've got the center button to activate pop bumpers or activate flippers stuff like that spoilers by the way sorry <laughs> yeah that's how that works the spoiler tag you throw it in the middle of the spoiler yeah. um but but anyways the scoring for that mode is based on the previous wizard modes and so if you don't have any points in that you have i, I walked out of that wizard mode finishing it one time and it was three hundred thousand, i think oh wow which is nothing on nothing. that game uh, i mean there's yeah. no i would hope that there would at least be a base value of some sort to make it feel like it was worthwhile after after you know working on the game for a half you know playing the game for a half hour to to get there yeah just do something yeah Yeah. like like for instance rush the the mode you were talking about which is the cygnus x1 book two hemispheres um it's all about your super jackpots and your and your and your modes or uh, your multi-balls so you know yeah, so it does build, but at it the same time, up. I I mean, I think when I played that, it came out around 500 million. I mean, I feel like that game, you know, the, the goals to score in that wizard mode, you're going to naturally get. Right. And you're not having to extend specifically, you know, I don't, I don't have to make sure that I play this album, songs in this album for 15 minutes. Right. To make yeah. sure right. that I have some sort of value there. Correct. Yeah, and that's what I ran into. Well, I'm not anywhere near that, like wizard mode. But just even when I was playing, if it was the idea was was like I just wanted to see as much song as I could. My goal was always encore. My goal, like that, was my goal because I could usually get far enough in a song to qualify the wizard mode. But then, like, what boned me out was I don't know of any other game that I've borrowed or owned that I avoided a wizard mode. I mean, that was there. They'd be like, no, hold the button in you don't want to do the wizard mode. Like there's no points because I didn't, I had no points in my song. So there's no point in the wizard mode or I right. like qualified slash solo. And they're like, cradle up, just wait it out. I'm like, these are modes that somebody spent time coding a unique experience. And I'm being told the smart thing here is don't do it. Like, don't even don't do it. There's no reason to do it. Um, the tour multi-ball I actually did do. That was just one of those. Like, I want to see if I can do it. And I grinded away and hit all the shots I needed to do it to achieve it. And that was kind of fun. But I don't know how that, unless you have this marathon of a game, like you're talking about, Carl, I don't know how you get to that mode um, unless it's just a long game. So that's an interesting thing. I mean, I know you do have to have a similar mentality, though, when you play Godzilla, though, because I know when Keith put in, what is it? There's Planet X and then there's there's the stage after Planet X. Like, I know when you are trying to get to that, which is what, King of the Monsters? Yeah, when yeah. you're trying to get that, you're you're dropping all thought of like building in each city. You're just trying to get. It's kind of a race for you to get to there, right? I mean, for the streams, yes. For the streams, I will. If I'm if I have a goal of King of the Monsters, I'll skip some multi balls. I won't play tank in every city, you know. Yeah. Um. And it pains when I play you. by myself, I I I try to complete everything. <laughs> you can't you can't yeah. i can't it's, stop it, it. it it's that risk reward you. i got yeah. I, I have to you know i want that 5x carnage bonus once i do drain out of a city yeah then i go okay okay it's time to change okay carl yeah <laughs> it pains you it pains you but 
Well, cool. Well, is there anything? I mean, GNR, I, I still enjoy the game. I would love to play yeah. it. It's definitely a game. If you've only played it at a bar, you're just you're missing out. It's a game you, you really have to play, play in, a, in, a, in a home environment. Uh, the music and light show is just insane. And if you if you like that type of game where you're just it's it's risk reward, like if that's really what draws you back in. Um, that's awesome. And, and Carl, I mean, people look to you guys, you, you high end players and they're like, if the high end players own these games, there's got to be something here. There's got to be something in that game to draw them back in over and over and over again. So the fact it's still in Tom's collection and Carl, the fact it lasted in your collection for over a year. I mean, you're that that says something about the game for sure. I don't know. Well, good luck selling it. It's a great. You're going to miss it dearly. That's what I'm hearing. You can barely. He, what What is all the things you read on Pinside? Like, I don't want to sell it, but I have to. Yeah. At, the, at the same time, they've made so many of them that it won't be hard to pick up again if True. I do miss it. And that's one of the factors to selling it. Yeah, it is unique. It is definitely one of the games that I was able to borrow from Zach that there are that I do miss. Like it is a and I miss that feeling, that roller coaster. I don't miss the the punch in the gut that I got. <laughs> every time but it's but the high the high the cashing out is is something that i'm that i do miss so. ultra high and ultra low that's what that game does yeah <laughs> ultra low all right anything else or do we miss anything else with triple combo on gnr just uh do all the i mean yeah real the, the so tournament strat don't play a song <laughs> tournament strat don't play a song just focus on the the mini modes or the mini multi balls and the wizard mode just try to get the bare minimum right the bare minimum that you need to to get to the album wizard mode you do that for all four albums you got to crush a bunch of loops to get tour you have to hit the spinner a whole bunch of times to get slash and then and then is it just qualified or is there something and then you're there and hit the scoop and you start it and then you have fun with the crazy flipper action and love all the points you didn't earn because you you did it too fast (laughs) and hope you finish it too because it's not the easiest thing to finish all right well Let's wrap that up then. There we go. Yeah. Well, that feels good. Feels good. I think, uh, you know, when Travis is here, I feel like triple combo is typically what, like three times longer than that. (laughs) That's why Dennis Cruz, little shout out to Dennis Cruz. He hates it. He hates triple combo. He's like, you guys talk about the same game for way too long. I'm like, we're trying to get this. This was the baby's first edition. Baby's first. (laughs) Baby's first triple combo. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. Um, Well, cool. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else? Anything, Carl? Is there anything you want to talk about? Here you go. You know, it's yeah. Travis usually at this point is, you know, heckled me and and hurt my feelings. Was I supposed to take that place? You don't have to. No, <laughs> no, no. He's made enemies. We, we, we got the Deadpool video. That's that's there that was all <laughs> the heckling you. that was needed. Thank you. Yes. Well, cool. Uh, what? Uh, just uh, you know, end is coming up. Let's see. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, January. Uh, shoot, I should know the dates off the top of my head, and I don't. He's gonna, he's gonna research it. I know you had that all-in package, I got, right? I got was... my tickets bought, my plane ticket, bed and breakfast, or Airbnb. I'm, he's I'm ready. set to awesome. go. Awesome. No, I'm excited to watch it. I will. I would love to. As a, I don't know. I, the, I would love to do at least one of these bigger tournaments just to even be there i mean just to to watch it from afar is great but to see it in person i the, even this the little bit that i saw at cleepin i really enjoyed um i should probably participate but like super series or something i want to make my way up to one of those sometime yeah um and uh yeah should be a good time but well carl is that it is there anything else you could play i mean ie pinball obviously if you want to see some high quality streaming carl does it really well not only yeah. technically but also skill wise so ie pinball check them out yeah, starting a new Wizard Mode challenge on Stern's Indiana Jones, oh, yeah. where I'm going to 
kill myself, I think, because I've, <laughs> I've seen what it involves now. After saying I'm going to do it, uh, I now need to actually do it, which is so going to be the grindiest thing ever. <laughs> so is, Stern, is this in, worse than 24? E, I think so. Yeah. I think so this is. is the bad Indiana Jones. This is the this bad one. Indiana Jones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I know when you were streaming Big Buck Hunter, you had a hunting hat that you wore a lot. Do you, did somebody get you an Indiana Jones fedora? I mean, uh, are you dressing up for this? No fedora yet. And that hat was given to me like a week into that, you know, when okay. I started going crazy. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time is what I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Won't be daily like Big Buck Hunter. That's what was nice with Big Buck Hunter was, it, as, you know, it was what, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was getting yeah. off of work at three so I could jump right on and. You know, yeah. stream for two hours i loved it man i loved watching you slowly <laughs> head into insanity <laughs> the, the I mean, it, was, it was great and then the to actually see you though complete it was great so that's i'm excited to see that come back ie pinball on twitch ie pinball on youtube you can see all of your wizard mode challenges they are fantastic um extremely entertaining so carl thank you not only for being on the show but thanks for just all that content i mean oh, it's, it's very entertaining thank you for um, all your content Oh, well, I do I do what I can, but it's it's uh I find we stream Carl and I stream at very similar times and I think it's a great uh yin and yang of <laughs> of uh we both do our best to stay engaged with chat and um uh you know, Carl's over there like a like a great Formula 1 driver, you know, just nailing every turn and I I'm like a demolition derby. So, I'm just crashing and burning, but hey, we're having a good time. Um yeah, real good time. Um and yeah, Tom, like always, thanks for being here. Plug away, man. Thanks for thanks for coming out of retirement and, and you know, still <laughs> giving your I'll, gift to I'll the I'll retire community. again after Free Play Florida. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I have, uh, or District 82 has a uh, Black Friday uh, tournament coming up. So I'm going to be streaming that. Nice. So after you have turkey and you're all full and you do all your shopping and you're really tired, just sit down and watch some pinball action. It'll wake you right up. Yeah. <laughs> very Competitive cool. pinball. It's where it's yes. at. And I'd say t- Travis can plug something, but he he literally has nothing to plug. He plugs this. <laughs> he plugs Triple Drain. So, oh, thanks to all of our Patreon members. Thank you for everybody that supports us there. And then Triple Drain merch, Silverball Swag. Thank you once again for Jackson for making oh, yeah, an amazing I'm Jackson gi. Uh, oh, it's hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, nice. what do you think? Feels good. It's nice. Yeah, Carl, we yeah, need to get nice. you. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 know, I, I bought a shirt and a hoodie. They're just they're they're no in way. the other room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was going to yeah. say we need to get you one. Thanks for being on here. I I uh, what's funny to me is you as a listener have already contributed more money to this podcast than Travis has because he is <laughs> he is he has not paid he has not bought any of our merch. He literally got a hoodie finally after a little bit of earn. That's not even a joke, Tom. That's just Travis being terrible. So, well, thank you for the support. Carl. Travis is saving money for that camera. Okay. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know, but, um, well, yeah. Uh, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Tom. Uh, check me out every Wednesday on the pinball network. And then every other Thursday I'm flipping out. And, um, like always, Tom, you get the last words later, everybody.